Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Your Money, Your Life podcast. I'm your host, Delano Sapporo. You are back on episode 81 of the podcast. Thank you for joining for another week. A shift back to financial planning is a topic for today, obviously. And as always, we have our pre-show credits. So make sure you five-star, rate, and subscribe, and review the podcast. Uh, we will talk about some other things in the news. It was kind of a quiet news week. And again, in our roundtable, we're going to talk a shift to financial planning. People are now shifting back towards different things when it comes to planning rather than all investing, investing, investing talk. So let's speak a little bit about that. No question of the week this week. We'll get right into the show. So again, as always, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoy the show. Market update for the week. Market update. As we sit here this morning, uh, markets are a little bit in the red, so we're a little bit lower. Uh, a lot of interesting data came out over the past week. We had the consumer price index come out. We've had the uh, produ producer price index come out. We've had initial filings for unemployment come out, which is in line with expectations. Uh, the, the consumer price index was showing and really more showing that in, uh, the transitory inflation camp with, that the Fed has been saying uh, and all this fear of inflation is actually is pointing towards more of it being transitory, like the rate at which prices will rise will, will, will start to slow down. So that's something to look out for. And what that means, you know, for the market is the market is looking for another reason to move. We've actually just been trudging along. We're hitting highs in the market, but we've been trudging along. It's not that breakneck volatility that a lot of newer investors are used to. It's actually more a, a, of a smoother transition in the markets right now. And that's something that is probably not as exciting for people, um, but is possibly better um, in long term for the market, in my estimation, when you're seeing that. So that's our quick market update. Let's go into the news. In the news this week, we'll start with Google. Google's actually going to purportedly reduce salaries for employees who choose to work from home by as much as 25%. And Facebook and Twitter already announced this, apparently, for remote workers. I didn't. I missed the Facebook and Twitter announcement, but I did catch the Google announcement, which to me is really surprising. It's, it's opening up the door of, of understanding of how companies are looking into this uh, work from anywhere strategy. And they're reducing the salaries of people because obviously the folks that come in are having to commute, different things. So they're saying, hey, we're going to penalize you for staying home. So what is that saying? Are they saying that they want people back in the office? Are they trying to incentivize people to get vaccinated and come back to the office? I think all these companies have vaccination mandates for their corporate headquarters. So that's interesting to watch. We're going to watch how companies play this um, going forward. A company that's back in the news, Samsung. They're back with another foldable phone. I'm not really sure about this whole foldable phone thing. Of course, you're not sure about technology until you use it and you can't get rid of it. But in 2019, they released a, a foldable phone that wasn't really that you know, well-appraised. Um, I have not seen anyone with it, to be honest. I've never seen someone with it. Uh, it was a higher-end, uh, but now they're doing it differently. Um, they're doing another high-end foldable phone that costs about $1,800. Um, and excuse me, it costs about a thousand, and and they have two different lines of a higher end one and a lower end one, eighteen hundred and a thousand. They're both water resistant. They're sturdy. Um, have updated software. I'm an iPhone user, so I'm sticking with the iPhone. But it's interesting to see that Samsung is really trying to push this foldable phone trend, which I don't think anyone that listens is on that trend. But we'll see. If you have one, let me know. On to more government news. Our lawmakers passed a historic. $1 trillion infrastructure bill. 
Uh, but it could just be an appetizer to what's to come. There's also another $3 trillion infrastructure bill uh, that's still in the pipelines. But this one is looking at uh, a package that's going to do a few things, $110 billion to roads and bridges, $66 billion to rail, $40 billion to transit, $65 billion to internet access, including $30 monthly vouchers for low-income families. I love that uh, for people out there that need it. $7.5 billion to build new EV charging stations. This is a part of that push to have us green, almost you know, overweight, green, reliant um, by 2030, I think it is, or 2035. So they're making the push to, 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 to strengthen the infrastructure foundation. And so that's really important to see what the lawmakers doing. They're also unveiling that 3.5 trillion budget plan for spending on social programs and climate efforts. So a lot of spending going on. This infrastructure stuff is it's certainly stuff that's going to be beneficial for everyone as a whole down the line as far as our country. So interesting to understand what your lawmakers are doing and just keeping an eye on it. And another interesting stat that I saw uh, in regards to just health of the of ourselves. You know, I'm back on my get back in shape <laughs> trend. Um, 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 and so we're looking at how we get back in shape and how are people doing? Are you a Peloton person? Are you running outside? Are you back in the club? Are you playing basketball? I used to play pickup basketball. If any of you want problems, please let me know. I can still hopefully pull up a three-pointer in your face. We never know. Um, but there's about 9,000 health clubs in the U.S., about 9,000 health clubs in the U.S. There's not about 9,000 of the health clubs uh, total, larger total, or 22% of the larger total have closed since the pandemic started, according to an International Health Racket and Sports Club Association. Meanwhile, Peloton has broke ground in its first U.S. factory in Ohio Monday. I think what the stats trying to tell us is that there's less people going to these gyms, even though there's a lot of them out there still, but 22% closed. Um, there's a lot, of, there's less people going and people are, you know, working at home or if you're in New York, you probably have a gym in your apartment or you have a Peloton in your apartment. We have both of those things. So it's really interesting to see how people are playing that. On the diversity front, SEC approved NASDAQ's um, proposal to boost the number of women and ra women, racial minorities and LGBTQ people on U.S. corporate boards. So a while back, NASDAQ um, was trying to get more diversity on boards and they would say for companies to be listed, you had to have certain parameters met and it looks like the SEC has approved it. So that's really interesting. That's uh, positive territory, especially when we talk about what we're going in, the, in light of diversity, um, you know, equity, um, equitable wealth, all these different things are important. And these steps are important as, you know, as my news, they may seem now down the road that they make a big, big difference of course, cryptocurrency move. We're seeing Bitcoin re go back up. We're seeing different cryptos go back up. Um, and what does that mean? There's big talk now about different things and regulation. So you're seeing the SEC chairman, Gary Ginsler, talk about you know trying to get more funds and get help from Congress to maximize uh, regulatory protection, to do protection when it comes to cryptocurrency. Because obviously it trades 24-7. So it's different from the you know our traditional stock market exchange where you know they trade during trading hours, right? But um, they're looking to make a more push into regulation, um, and it, it can be pros and cons for this, especially for the crypto community. There's legitimizing 
you know, cryptocurrency in the eyes of certain people. There's other different things that they have to correctly, you know, pronounce the language, which there is the, the definition of what a broker is um, that was talked about a lot. And they changed that definition. So there's good and bad um, as far as this, this goes. Uh, but it's really interesting to keep your eyes on because it's a shifting regulatory landscape and something that people will be really, really focused on, especially as we go forward. But we here at New Street have been really taking up the amount of people that want exposure to cryptocurrency. Um, this is something that if it makes sense in your asset allocation, as we talked about last week, and you've been doing the foundational stuff and all that other things that make sense for your portfolio, then you know if you properly have it managed, it makes sense. And that's why we've done a great job for people. We keep onboarding more people that want that access um, and want to have a different look into their portfolio. So we, we're doing that. So if you need that help, please reach out to me and, and we'll get that done. So that's it for news this week. I told you it was a really quiet news week. Nothing too crazy. Everyone's kind of just the dog days of summer. So uh, next up, we'll have our financial roundtable. Gather around, folks. We are talking financial roundtable where we're discussing topics that have to do with our financial life, as always. Um, it's been really, you know, random topics over the last several months, I'm assuming. But now we're going back to financial planning. And a lot of people, I think the conversation has shifted from investing, 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 or how do I make a billion dollars by this trade, which you, you know, all that conversation shifted. And a lot of people are more talking about um, planning um, with, with, um, just with all that's going on, we're seeing a calming in the markets. We're seeing uh, people going back out, people living life, and people are thinking, all right, let me settle back down, relax. I'm back into my normal run rate life. How do I plan for the next 5, 10, 15 years? So you've seen that conversation shift and, and more guidance needed on planning rather than like, oh, how do I do this or that on some trade, um, which is the essentially um, the foundation is the planning, right? It's essentially the foundation. So what are the things that people are discussing? Um, it, it, with enthusiastic vigor, they're talking about savings rate, which I've tried to drill and, and other people's head and, and, you know, client's head, prospective client's head is the rate at which we're saving is more important than probably anything else, right? Like if you are making a trade, if you're getting 10% on a hundred dollars, it does nothing compared to getting a 10% rate return on a hundred thousand dollars. I shouldn't say it does nothing. It does something on a hundred, but you could do more about the rate at which we're saving slash investing is really, really important. So we've, we've, we really hammered that home and our clients have done such a great job, but that I have to tip the hat to a lot of great people out there that are focusing on their savings rate, savings rate being, if you look at your income, whether you want to look at it post-tax, pre-tax, um, the amount you put into your savings, whether it's IRAs with me or brokers with me, whatever, that divided by your total post-tax or pre-tax income will give you your savings rate. And you want that savings rate to increase because that's what's telling you a couple of things that you either have increased income um, and you're putting more money away or you've you know found a way to lower expenses, but your savings rate is important. Another thing people are talking about right now is refinancing. We're at historically low rates on debt. We're at historically low rates on, on mortgage debt, on, on car loans, on anything. 
right? And so what does that mean for your student loans for people out there? What does that mean for you? That means that you can take this opportunity, especially if you've been doing the foundational things, maybe your credit scores increase, your financial outlook and profile has increased. You can take this opportunity to consolidate, to refinance, to use these platforms that allow that. Um, there's plenty of them out there. I won't plug any because they, you know, they have to fork out money first. <laughs> but there are plenty of them out there for us to do this with. Um, and what that does is allows you to possibly have a lower minimum payment per month, which allows us to increase savings rate, right? Back to item one. And then secondly, it just gives us more less interest that we pay over the life of the loan, which is an important thing as well. So look into that. And I've been helping a lot of clients, new clients with this. We've refinanced. There's a case study I made for one uh, where we were able to refinance and lower some credit card debt from, I think it was 21% APR that she was paying on this credit card debt to now 9% on a loan that's consolidated, um, lowers her monthly payment, has more money to invest, doing a lot of great things. This is really, really impressive. And and hats out to her to taking that initiative and working with someone that do it. Because a lot of times people like don't understand it when they work with someone on it. It helps them clarify and just give a roadmap on how to we attack it. So that's that's super important. Right now, a lot of people are also shifting, just talking about different account types, right? We we know IRAs and brokerages, you know, we want to fund them, we want to max those out, we want to do the best we can uh, to make sure that we're sitting in a great position. So there's just such a, an incredible shift um, to planning right now, um, and I think that will persist for a little bit, especially through the dog days of summer. And if you aren't someone that you know yourself or you're trying to understand your outlook, please reach out and we'll make sure to get you, you know, on a path that that feels really, really comfortable because because it's, it's very, very um, important to do so. Hey, everyone, we're closing out the podcast this week. There will be no question of the week. We'll probably continue that next week. Um, we want to to really get you news, uh, roundtable, personal life updates, same old. We're really focusing on staying in shape. The football season's back. So if you're a football person, fan, tune in. Let me know who you got for the season. And one thing I didn't touch on the roundtables, people are really focusing on their, their annual expense rate times 20 to figure out kind of what their number that they want. You can also discount that number the annual expense rate by any, you know, pensions you may have, by any social security if you're older. Those are certain things that people are really thinking about and considering. So another thing for you to look at. But yeah, this has been a great week. There's a heat wave in New York, so we're trying to stay cool. I actually like warm weather, so I'm, I'm really enjoying it. But hey, again, reach out to me if you have any questions. And as always, thank you for listening.